0: If you're sitting around breaking agreements, an apology is not what's necessary. An apology barely touches the surface of what's going on. A couple where one or the other is breaking agreements is in trouble.
1: This week, what is a flawed apology and how can you and your spouse avoid one in the future? Dr Noel Nelson has answers. Stay tuned. Hey,
0: can you feel it? The power your veins. Underneath the lights.
1: I know there's a bunch of therapists out there. Did you know that you can get listed on Hitch starting at just $1 to get started? Click the get featured link in the directory and within a few quick steps your website can begin showing up all over hitchmag.com. Don't wait. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always fantastic Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, so, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker, uh, author of many, many books. Um, her most recent is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work, uh, but she is also the author of many relationship books. Uh, her most recent, Your Man is Wonderful today we're actually going to talk about the case of the flawed apology uh so this sounds like the title of a murder mystery novel but instead of colonel mustard in the library with the rope it's a spouse in the den uh by a flawed apology skewered by the flawed apology uh (laughs) (laughs) is that what you mean with this subject matter
0: well actually steve that's pretty darn close to the truth Um, Not that any spouse would literally die or or get killed by a flawed apology, but yes, flawed apologies can, completely unintentionally, set the groundwork for a rousing bout of marital unhappiness.
1: Okay, so let's start with the obvious. What is a flawed apology then?
0: A flawed apology, to my way of thinking, Steve, is one that doesn't get to the heart of the matter. A flawed apology is, most often, one that talks about how bad the apologizer feels, which is great, but the heart of the matter, okay, the heart of the apology is recognizing how bad the spouse who was slighted feels. So let me give you an example because that's always the easiest way to, to get these things. Okay. So your computer battery died, okay? You have an important presentation at work in a couple of days, so you hop online to get a new battery. Not very happy to pay for the Express next day by 9 a.m. delivery shipping, but, you know, oh well, such is life. Okay. But your spouse says, no, 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 don't do that. I can run by the computer store and pick up a new battery on my way home. Mm -hmm. Well, you think, how nice. Aren't they just peaches and cream? I mean, especially since what's, you know, already loaded into your day with the kids and work and everything else, it's not going to be that easy for you to get to the computer store. Okay, fine. But... When your spouse blows in that evening, late for dinner, guess what? No battery. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry I forgot. I had a late meeting with the VP. Nothing went right. Look, I'm sorry. I'm human. I forgot. Now, and your spouse, you know, being a good person, Mm -hmm. offers to get the battery for you tomorrow. But you're like, don't bother. I'll get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In that, you know, lovely tone of voice. And both of you spend the rest of the evening totally annoyed with each other. Well, your boss apologized, right? But it didn't feel like an apology because it was really kind of a an apology drive by, you know? What I call a flawed apology.
1: Okay. So, a flawed apology uh I'm assuming it's better than no apology at all, but but it doesn't address the hurt that has taken place.
0: Correct.
1: Okay. An apology
0: is certainly better than none. Any apology. But a flawed one sets the stage for uh, basically more unhappiness. Going back to our example, okay? Okay. Your spouse feels guilty for forgetting to pick up the battery. And, of course, naturally, it feels like he or she should be forgiven. I mean, after all, nobody died. Yeah. And they did say they were sorry. But you, on the other hand, you feel abandoned, neglected, and uncared for. Plus, Mm -hmm. now you have less time to prepare your presentation because the time you thought to work on it tonight is gone and tomorrow morning is going to get eaten up by going to get the darn battery, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Now, here's where the trouble begins. Okay. You start running that refrain in your head. You know, the one that says, he never remembers things that I need. Mm -hmm. He never comes through for me. I'm always the last thing on his list. And of course, we could reverse the genders. Same diff. She never remembers things I need. She never comes through for me. And I am always the last thing on her list, way behind her mother, her girlfriends, and the dog, which really isn't true. But it's the way you're feeling right now. Your spouse, meanwhile, thinks you are unreasonable, unforgiving, and just plain mean.
1: Okay. So so uh, in this situation, Well, I suppose any situation where there's a flawed apology, where the uh, hurt has not been addressed, what's the fix? How do you go from that flawed apology into an effective one?
0: Well, you you hinted at it, Steve, in what you just said. It's addressing the hurt, basically. Okay. So sticking with our computer battery example, your spouse's apology was all about your spouse. It started with a sincere, I'm sorry, for sure. I mean, we're not talking bad people here. But from then on, the apology was all about your spouse's forgetfulness, your spouse's late meeting justification, your spouse's humanness. Whereas what the apology needed to be about was you, your feelings, your disappointment, your hurt. So an apology that would truly address the hurt would have sounded something like, honey, I'm so sorry. I forgot to pick up the battery. I know you're disappointed, and I know I've made things harder for you, and I've hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry for that. Please tell me what I can do to make it up to you. Now, you've got an apology, Steve, that addresses the heart of the matter. A, how the slighted spouse feels. B, how it impacts his or her world. And C, something that always helps, an offer to make amends. And it's that combination recognition of feelings, recognition of impact, offer of amends that really brings an apology home. And then that way you can conclude the matter rather than have it drag on and on and on in a mess of basically
1: uncomfortable feelings and, you know, grinchiness. This sounds a little too easy to me though, in that, um, if this is a habitual you brought up earlier about the um how couples can have that dialogue running through the head, but you always forget these things and all that stuff. <laughs> if this is a habitual thing i mean even if if it is a good apology you know we're talking about these flawed apologies if even right. if it's a good apology, that doesn't mean that they have to accept it. There's still another person involved in this equation that could just be like, well, yes, I, I, you did hurt my feelings. And guess what? I still lost all that time for this extremely important meeting that I have in the morning because you didn't do again what you said you were going to do.
0: Which means that it's no longer about the apology. It's about a new agreement. Okay. Because if there was, a, if there's an agreement... In the couple, that when you say you're going to do something, you do it, then that agreement clearly has been broken. Mm -hmm. And if it's a one time or an occasional deal, this sort of apology will suffice because it addresses the hurt. But, and you pointed out so correctly, Steve, if you're sitting around breaking agreements, an apology is not what's necessary. An apology barely touches the surface of what's going on. A, A couple where one or the other is breaking agreements is in trouble.
1: Got it. So this is really – I mean when we're talking about this flawed apology, this is – I mean we, we've we done over 300 episodes now uh, on the Hitched podcast uh, and I would probably say 80 percent of them have dealt directly with communication skills. And so this sure. is really just another tool in the communication skills toolbox so that you don't get uh, hung up on – one particular thing it allows you to move forward to dig deeper into true issues, true hurts, true feelings, that sort of thing
0: correct and notice that the third the, the there's the recognition of impact, right not mm-hmm. just the recognition of feelings but the recognition of impact and if your spouse is immune, i mean you the 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 <laughs> the colonel mustard in other words yeah. the one who committed the dirty deed yes. if you're immune to the impact you have, your actions have on your spouse, your relationship's in trouble. Mm. So, you know, the fact that you recognize the impact and then you offer to make amends usually speaks of a relationship that's in a pretty good place. People who can't recognize impact or who don't recognize impact and who don't offer to make amends are usually the ones whose relationship is already in trouble.
1: Yeah. See, that seems to me like there's some sort of uh, empathy gap between... Uh, one spouse and the other. And it also seems to me that that would have been uh, prevalent prior to their marriage. Like the warning sign should have been there that like they never think of th- my side of things when this kind of stuff goes wrong.
0: Absolutely. What, what I'm hoping to help with the concept of the flawed apology is things that have not been habitual. Got it. But that you would, you and in your brain you can easily spin into, well, he's always like this, when in fact, there's maybe been three occasions over the five years of your marriage.
1: Yeah, got it.
0: Do you okay. see? Because we do that. We yeah. do that. Oh, of course. Yeah. We're, we I mean, upset, we're all hurt. Yeah. yeah. And so in, in the upset and the hurt, we generalize. Well, mm-hmm. and the famous words are either always or never. <laughs> yeah. It's like, You know, adolescence, I mean, that's the adolescent phase of our mentality, which we often carry through right through, you know, to be 100 years old, which says something always happens or it never happens. Yeah. And and we are actually far more complex than that. But you're right. Lack of empathy, you know, the the broad-based lack of empathy is going to show up pretty early on. And the problem is, is in the uh, flush of first love, we often excuse it, deny it or discount it.
1: Yeah, and we've actually talked about that. Uh we did a like a rose tinted glasses type episode uh way back in mm-hmm. the day um that mm-hmm. we talk about that kind of a thing where we can mm-hmm. overlook some of these habits and traits. Um Sweetie.
0: This I, is I, I mean I'm the first one to say I have.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think we oh, all I, have, you know. Uh which which is understandable. I mean that is part of the human element. So uh it it's understandable, which is why we do these podcasts because there is no playbook that you're given that's hardwired into you about how to flawlessly execute your uh interactions with another person so um right. this type of stuff i think this is so it's so simple I, and i and i brought this up earlier that i feel like <laughs> the 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 help that you provided the advice is so simple which on the It it, it almost seems like we should know this stuff already because it is so simple. But on the other hand, it's a relief that such simple things can make such a big impact and help us move forward with what we're doing. And that's what I love about this stuff is it's very consumable and it's very easy to implement. And it could save years of headaches for couples who may run across this time and again.
0: And, you know, sometimes it just provokes your, you to think a slightly different way, which is realize, wait a minute, when I apologize, have I even given thought to, what I, to the impact that what I did had on her or him? Yeah. And maybe just that thought alone starts you thinking, well, maybe I won't do it that way. I don't mean the apologizing. I mean the whatever. Yeah. Right? I, 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 maybe I need to pay a little more attention when I'm asked for something because golly, you know, that had a big fat impact and I, I don't really want it to have that much impact. That's, that's <laughs> painful for me too.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great point because you're right. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this now. That's like, well, I mean, me and my spouse don't get into these. I, I mean, we haven't had a situation like this in a long time, but you know, I have apologized for things more recently than that. And this might give them the tools to offer an even better apology when it's mm-hmm. necessary. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, save some heartache down the road. More.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to think more about what you did that, that, to realize that what you did could cause greater problems than you thought. It wasn't just, oh, it's just a battery. Who cares? Yeah. You know, there's the presentation. There's, in our example, there's, you know, the, the, the time wasted, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It's like disarming um, the, the, whatever may be escalating in the relationship. It's, you know, let's, exactly. say, let's stand down. Let's keep, Let's keep everything on like DEFCON one instead of five. So. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Um, yes. Well, this was this was great, Noel. Um, I I think again, uh, some more really good, simple, easy to implement tools that people will be able to walk away with and uh, use. Hopefully, not frequently because you're not having to toss out those apologies uh, every other day. But when you do, you now have a better method to go about it. So, thank you so you much go. for your time. My pleasure as always. I want to remind everyone who has been listening to this episode Uh, you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of many best-selling books as I mentioned at the top. Her most recent is Got a Bad Boss? Work That Boss to get what you want at work. It is available on Kindle readers. And so uh, I'm I'm sure you've heard me say this before. You can download the Kindle app on all of your mobile devices. It's not just for the Amazon Kindle uh, actual tablet device. Uh, So you can get it for ios iphones and android phones and whatnot uh she is also the author of your man is wonderful and another more recent uh relationship book is dangerous relationships you can get all of this information at her website noelnelson.com you can follow her on uh, twitter at dr She she's also on google plus all of this information you can find it on our website hitchmag.com we have an experts link uh, on the home tab, so if you're looking around for that, and Noel has her own page, you can find all the archived articles that she's written for us. You can go to the podcast page, find all the previous episodes where Noel has given even uh, or given other great advice, um, and of course you. Can always follow us and ask us questions and leave us notes and comments on uh, on our website on the social platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Plus, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it. Uh, we are there and we're uh, waiting to help you. So uh, if you have something that you'd like us to discuss to talk about, let us know. We are we are here at your service. Uh, so that is going to do it for us this week. So thank you one last time, Noel. It's always a pleasure to have you on and to do this and to uh, give out all this really great information. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Steve.
1: All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Take care, everybody.